Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of the California Angels and the City of Los Angeles, on the occasion of Her Majesty's royal visit, please welcome internationally renowned opera star Enrico Palazzo. Yes, he's in the intensive care ward at Our Lady of the Worthless Miracle. You should have been pulled in the front of they have faith in you. You should have been pulled in the fifth that they had faith in you. And you. This is the Palazzo Podcast, two L's, two Z's. This week there is no Christopher Deary who is living out a golfer's fantasy in Pebble Beach right now. Well, maybe not right now, because he might be back from his trip by the time you actually listen to this. But in this moment, right now, as I'm speaking these words, he's at Pebble Beach. At any rate, today's show is about having the memory of a goldfish when it comes to making fantasy baseball decisions. You have to have a short memory, and you can't let a bias burn you from a golden opportunity. Sure, some things are sacred, like Byron Buxton will get hurt. Let's not forget that. But other than that, there are players who you took a chance on and they let you down. Maybe it was Brady Singer. Maybe it was a Josh Rojas. Three home runs later and Josh Rojas is very valuable. So we'll talk about those players and a whole lot more because every time you listen to the Plasma Podcast, it's a doozy. Take it away, boy! Talk. Give me two. Two, 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 two. Two for you. And two for me, a Palazzo podcast for everyone. Bop, bop, bop. Hey! That was fun, isn't it? Hey, it's Friday afternoon, 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, May 20th? May 20th, 2022. What great weekend we have in store. Are you excited? Who you got? What you lining up? You got DFS? You got lineups decisions? You got questions? We've got the answers for you. The Palazzo podcast aims to please whether you're coming from Reddit and the Anything Goes thread. Hey, Redditors, I know you're out there. Come on in. Get to know me. Connect with the show. Or you're a loyalist like you've always been. Plaza Podcast loyalist. Shout out to all of you. And you're from the Discord or you've come in by because you like the Twitter or wherever you just kind of showed up randomly because you're on YouTube. We just cracked 300 subs. That was a big moment for us. Might not seem like a lot to other people, but it's tough going with the fantasy baseball show to grow the audience through YouTube. And I've only been doing this two years. We've been doing this. So damn proud of it. I'm damn proud of it. It's a grind to get yourself exposed. And I'm grateful for every single one of you. So welcome to the show. Thanks for being here. Smalls is here. What's up, Smalls? Smalls is a part of the Discord. Been a very active member. And that could be you. That's right. Go to the Twitter feed. Palazzo Podcast. Two L's, two Z's. Give You'll me two. see the Discord link and the Patreon at the top. And you can connect for free in the Discord. We've got channels about lineup decisions, 
Fab waiver wire choices, ad drops, uh, streamers, of course. What else we got there? Uh, we got dynasty stuff. Talking prospects, guys like Benjamin Chase, uh, Christian Crespo, just added. Shout out to both of those guys. We got so many people in there now that can help you, whether you play dynasty, redraft, points, head to head, roto. It doesn't matter. We can do it all. We really can. And don't you want to be a part of that? I know I like being a part of it. It's probably the crowning achievement so far for this show is the Discord. We just cracked 100 members over there. So thank you, everyone. I love all you guys over there. Plus, they send fun shit in the mail like, uh, where is more of my picks, my guitar picks? Ah, crap, I can't find him, but anyways, it was awesome. Oh, yeah, the Russell Crowe channel. There you go. Smalls points that out. We also have a Russell Crowe channel, if that's your thing. So come on by. The Discord is bumping. And you got Jamie's Discord channel. He has his very own channel for the late night crew. Isn't that right, Jamie? So if you're a third shifter, you work overnights, Jamie's right there with you, and he'll keep you company, talking football, baseball, whatever's on his mind. He's got a lot to say, so... There's a lot of personality in that Discord. I'm loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I'm loving it. So there's no Deary right now. You might be asking yourself, where's my partner, Christopher Deary? Well, shout out to him first. But he's in California right now. And he is having a time of his life. Right now, he's probably on one of the courses at Pebble Beach. That's right. A dream opportunity. Him and his brother put it all together, and they're playing tons of golf. Splyglass Hill, Pebble Beach, right there by the water, Pacific Ocean. You know, I'm not a huge golf guy. I used to play it when I was younger. First time I ever played golf, I was in eighth grade, and I was 13 years old, and we walked the course. There was no carts. It was awesome. I was like, oh, this is fun. You just hit a ball around, and you keep going. It was a pretty good time. It really was. You may be surprised by that, but it is true. And by the time I got to about 2010, 2011, when I was 30, 31 years old, I started to get really angry when I didn't do well. It was a very unhealthy habit. So I'm like, why do I do this? Why am I subjecting myself to a rage fest that I pay for? I mean, I'm outside, but am I really growing as a person? Uh, I don't think so. Wow, dude. Yeah, wow, dude. Not cool. So I quit the game about 10 years ago, and I don't really regret it because... Saves me money, and I can go outside for other reasons. But Deary loves his golf, and right now he's on a legendary trip, a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to play in Pebble Beach. So I hope it's a blast. Deary, I hope you're on the course right now. It's probably 1 o'clock local time, California. Good for you, buddy. Woohoo! We all love Deary and support Deary, so that's good news for us. Uh, today's show, I wanted to talk about having a short memory. So, you know, the graphic I put up on the YouTube channel, for those of you that are in the audio version, you'll get the same graphic in your podcast platform of choice. By the way, five stars. But don't ask for a lot. I just try to give you guys as much as I can. Give, I want to give you guys analysis, uh, give you leads on players, performances, who's going to pick it up, who's going to slip. How can I find the value so that I can win my league and talk shit to my league mates, right? I think we all want to do that. There's no doubt about that. But we would love to get a couple more reviews. You know, Apple Podcasts, the five-star review helps the show grow, exposes us to more people, and then we can learn from even more people about fantasy baseball. And that's a good thing, is it not? I mean, it's epic. It's so epic when you can grow and connect in a meaningful way. Oh, it's so cool. So five-star rating on Apple Podcasts would be gratefully appreciated. And you can also do it on Spotify. 
Don't forget that. I think we have 13 ratings. Let me check my phone here on Spotify right now. And I know that if you're watching this or you're listening to this right now, you could go to Spotify and you could click on Plaza Podcast Show. It's only two L's, two Z's. You talk. You know the drill. Give me two. In fact, I'll type it in right now. P-A-L-E-A-L-L, two L's, A-Z-Z-O, two Z's. There it is. It comes right up. And we've got, uh, yeah, 13 five-star reviews. You can hardly see that probably. It's terrible. Massive glare. But there it is. And all you got to do is uh, click that five-star button, and you're in business. You don't even have to leave a review there. It's much easier on Spotify. So if you could pull that off, that would be something that would really make me happy. I mean, I do the show because we love to do it, and that's why we do it. I sure do. That's why my name's on the goddamn building. Well, we don't have a building, so I don't know anything about that. Uh, Small says, if someone wants to pay for me, I'll go. To go to Pebble Beach? Yeah, I bet you would. I bet you would like to do that. <laughs> we would all like to go to it. I don't even like golf much anymore, but I would I would love to go to Pebble Beach. I just don't want to spring for the cash on that. That would be a very expensive venture for me that wouldn't have as much value as like a dream vacation, I feel like. So I'm sure you would go, Smalls, if somebody paid your way. I bet you would, Pam, my red. Uh, Jamie says, yeah, just like Lewis. I was mad he got booted down to AAA. Royce Lewis going down to AAA is one of the saddest recent developments for me as a fantasy baseball analyst. Yeah, it hurts. Uh, it's not my fault, but Royce Lewis was playing so well. He was crushing it. And then, like that, he was gone. Gone. So, all I can tell you is, the fact that he played shortstop his first night back, again, this is something we covered in the Plazo Podcast Discord. Benjamin Chase is... He really knows his twins, too. So the fact that the twins have some really special players that are up and coming, he's a great resource. you got to follow him on Twitter, too, at Big Gentle Ben, Benjamin Chase. He's an amazing prospects follow. He's going to be on the Prospects Power Half Hour, which we do every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern time, right on the same YouTube channel and podcast platform. So we're going to talk about MLB Draft for that show. Because Benjamin Chase is just a knowledgeable dude. Ask anybody in Discord. Find out for yourself. Go in there. You'll be like, dude, this guy really knows prospects. He's been doing it a long time. Video scouting, amateur scouting at its finest. He's a treasure. He truly is a treasure. And Benjamin, we thank you for everything that you bring to the Plaza Podcast Discord. Shout out to you. Uh, oh, I pressed the wrong button. That's the sad button. There we go. That's shout. Uh, we got some more commentary in the live chat from Smalls. You'd need a few more subscribers to pay for that trip. Yeah, <laughs> you're right about that, Smalls. Very clever on your part. Smalls says, thanks. Have to treat these roster spots with care when I use them for prospects. I just dropped Kirby and Whitlock for some players that produce in my points leagues. Hmm. So you dropped George Kirby and Garrett Whitlock. Yeah, you have to treat those roster spots with care. You're right. I just... George Kirby... He might not be, he's not going to be a dominant pitcher, I don't think. But the goal is for him to use his elite command and control to get your ratios down. But his outing against Boston the other night, that wasn't so great. In fact, I had him on my bench in my home league where I have Kirby, and I decided not to use him because I just know there's certain matchups where you're like, yeah, this doesn't feel right. Boston's starting to heat up. Trevor Story is on fire in the zone. I mean, just absolutely killing it. Killing it. Very impressive. Home runs, steals. He's doing everything right now. That contract that he got, $140 million, might end up looking like a bargain when initially it looked like Trevor's story in the first month here was like, oh, he, he leaves cores and he can't do shit. 
Coors. But that was clearly a myth. And I hope some of you targeted Story and acquired him before he got on this hot streak because it's party time now in Boston. There's no doubt about that. But George Kirby, I'm not as high on. I got Whitlock higher. Here's Whitlock. Here's Kirby. Whitlock, he's not going to be a number one, most likely, but he's got the stuff to be an excellent number two, I feel like. And I would love him to be the closer. That would really tickle my fancy. But uh, Tanner Hawk looked good, by the way. Side note of a Boston pitcher. He looked really good in four innings of relief of Dick Mountain this week. And that's good news because Hawk was so bad. In fact, I highlighted Hawk in my Govier's Guys, which is a segment I do try to do it every day on the Plaza Podcast Patreon, which you can be a part of for as little as $3. Lots of numbers on the show. Give me two. Give me three. And five o'clock on Tuesdays. You got all those numbers right? But on a serious note, uh, Hauk looks much better since he got torched by the Angels on Cinco de Mayo, I believe. He gave up seven earned runs. It was brutal. I think some of you who roster Hauk, you remember that quite well. And you're still trying to get away from that. Like, did that happen? Why did that happen? Why? But he's got an eight. I think he's got an 848 ERA. I put this in the notes for Govier's guys, exclusive to the patrons, if you want to be part of that, last night. But his FIP over the last four outings since that blow up is half of that. His FIP is like 450 with that 848 ERA. So it shows you that you know, he probably got unlucky and some bad breaks there. And he's a much better pitcher than that. I think we all know that. He was a first-round pick. He was. So the pedigree's there. He's got the stuff. Sometimes bad things happen to good pitchers. Look what happened to you, Darvish, to start the year. He had that nine-earn-run meltdown. Uh, Tyler McGill was another example recently, but then he got hurt, so that might have had something to do with it as well. You just don't want to make any rash moves, though, when it comes to guys that could be difference makers on your squad. And I feel like Garrett Whitlock is a difference maker. I really do. I'm not bailing on him. I'm with him. Uh, The strikeouts might not be as elite as I want them to be all the time, And he's going to have moments like he did against the Braves a couple weeks ago where he kind of scuffed. That happens. Pitching is tough, okay? Even though pitching is dominating offense this year, it's still a challenge. And uh, I'm much more higher on Whitlock than Kirby. But I think Kirby's still serviceable in 12-teamers and bigger. I do. That's how I see it. All right. uh, Jamie says, I can't even get him on my pod. Laughing my ass off. (laughs) Yeah, well, you know, I'm a busy guy. What can I tell you? There it is. That's the comments. You want to talk in the live stream chat, go ahead and drop your comments here and I will respond to them. Like I said, on today's show, we're we're trying to, you know, we're trying to figure out how do these biases play into our decisions when it comes to getting a player or avoiding a player? What do you look for? What markers are you identifying to say, you know what? I got to have a short memory, like the memory of a goldfish. So of course I I stole this from Ted Lasso. But this is an old sports cliche anyways. It's not like Ted Lasso just created this. You know, quarterbacks have been said for decades, they got to have short memories. You throw a pick, you got to go back out there and do it again. So having a short memory as a goldfish is just another example of saying that in the American football lexicon. I'm not surprised by that. Victory lap certified. Wait a minute. Who took a victory lap? What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> this board has a mind of its own. It's very, very strange. I think maybe I've had one too many silver bullets. <laughs> Maybe not. Yeah, I'm gonna applaud myself now. Random buttons are being hit for no apparent reason. But that's how it goes. This right here is a silver bullet. All the way from Colorado. One too many, just one more. So, uh, oh, we got Small saying, yeah, K's were the issue for Whitlock. Well, he can still be a K9 guy of nine easy. I don't have any doubts about that. But if you're looking for, 
you know, Jose Fernandez level K9 rates, you're not going to get that. RIP Jose Fernandez, man. What a sad day that was. Really bummed me out. I'm not trying to bum you guys out, though. I'm trying to just have the memory of a goldfish. I, I got to forget about things like that, right? What does this sound like? This is not the right button. We'll get some flowers. Because this spot here is where Sam died. It's very sad. Oi, walk away, you little prick. All right, Grandad, keep your wig on. <laughs> Thanks, Roy. There you go. Hey, Sam, come here a sec. <laughs> Coach, I'm, I'm sorry. You know what the happiest animal on Earth is? It's a goldfish. You know why? No. Got a 10 second memory. There it is. 10 second memory for a goldfish. That's what we do on the show. All right, let's talk a little business. Uh, I want to remind you guys that uh, we do the show for prospects on Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern time. Do it with Phil Goyette. Please follow Phil. Phil's an incredible follow for prospects. He called Juan Yepes before it ever happened. He did. Yes, he really did. It was fucking incredible. I loved it. And Juan Yepes is killing it now. Juan Yepes ain't going anywhere. I mean, the Cardinals are calling up. Nolan Gorman now and Matthew Liberator because of how well things went with Juan Yepes. They're doing the youth movement in action right now. And I think Juan Yepes deserves credit for that. Yes, he does. I'm going to cheer there for Juan Yepes. He deserves that. Uh, Jamie wants to know in the live chat, would you add players from teams that have higher game output week to week for better production to win your matchup? Would I add players from teams that have higher game output? Week to week? I don't know exactly what that means, my friend. I really want to answer that question. What is a higher game output? Let me know what that means, and I'll try to answer that. Uh, in the meantime, don't forget that Tuesday's the Prospect Show, and then we try to do the new show, the full episode like this, every week. Like I said, Deary's on location right now, living his dream in California, and I hope it's everything he wanted it to be. It should be very epic. <laughs> We usually try to do the show on Fridays because he has Fridays off now, but we tried to do it on Wednesdays before that. So I'm sorry if there's an inconsistent nature to the weekly full episode. That's just not cool. I admit that freely. Uh, but we try to do one every week. And if you're not getting your fill for some reason, remember the Discord, every day we're all talking about tons of stuff. Over a 24-hour period, we could be talking about Russell Crowe, uh, why Royce Lewis got sent down, and somebody's food dish that they made with uh, buffalo meat. We're here, Buffalo mozzarella as well have you guys ever heard of this i learned about this in the discord mozzarella made from buffaloes buffalo mozzarella cheese new to me i've never had it but now i'm really into it i want to try to see what it tastes like because i like food have you seen my gut come on yeah look at this gut yeah fatty in progress uh i've also been under the weather too so it's been a chaotic couple of weeks here i've had issues with my family they're awful and sad and if anybody out there if you having an issue with family members and you just feel like there's nothing you can do about it. I, hey, I'm with you. I empathize. I really, really do. It's, uh, it's brutal. It's brutal to see someone that you love and care about go through something that you can't, um, you can't really finger point. You can't get a handle on it and you try to support them. You try to help them. You tell them that you love them, but it doesn't matter because they're so ill mentally. That's it's the worst. It's one thing if you have a broken bone or even if you have cancer, you're like, okay, I've got cancer. I know what I've got. Let's beat this thing. But with mental illness, it's so insidious. It's it's brutal. It's just so brutal, man. I, 
it's bummed me out. And it's been going on for like eight months too. So it's nothing new. And then like, I got sick myself. Somehow I got this softball injury last week. I thought it was just a chest injury when I fell and made this amazing bobbling grab. I mean, it was more of an unathletic play to be honest with you, but I bobbled the ball like eight times and still hung on to it. It was amazing. I really did. Uh, but I hurt my chest. What I thought I had done was like a possible pec injury or something, but I guess it got worse than that because I ended up infecting my chest wall lining where your lungs are. Your lungs are right here for those of you that are you know, not up on your biology. And somehow this got infected. So, man, it really slowed me down and I couldn't breathe really well the other day. I had like the sharp pain, like every breath. It made me realize what happens to people when they drown. If you drown, I don't want anyone to drown. I want people to live long, healthy, vibrant lives. But if you have the unfortunate mishap of being caught in a drowning situation. I get why people panic because just having sharp pain in my breath, like panic me like, Oh, I can't get a full breath. This is panicky. And if you're, if you're got pulled out to a riptide or something like that, you were in dangerous waters. You're going to panic real quick. That's why it's so important to stay calm. This is a side note from Mike Govier, the lifeguard. I just want to make sure you guys, Oh, isn't that funny? I've never been a lifeguard. Has anybody ever been an actual lifeguard? What's it like out there? Let me know because I find that shit fascinating. I never wanted to be a lifeguard because I wanted to do other jobs that didn't involve just kind of sitting there at a pool. Or, but, you know, going to the beach would be a lot of fun, would it not? So, uh, tell me all your lifeguard experiences. You can also email the show. I don't bring out the email enough. Plausible podcast at protonmail.com. That's two L's, two Z's, in case you didn't know. And, yeah, I don't check the email enough. I got a lot of work to do on that, frankly. But I will get to it. If you email me, I'll probably respond within a week or so. I'm pretty confident in that. All right, so a little business time. We're getting into that. I mentioned, uh, what did I mention? I mentioned everything, didn't I? The Patreon, uh, the Discord. It's good stuff. Really going to help you out. Going to make a difference in your life. And um, let's see, shout outs to people who have been a difference maker. I already mentioned everybody in the Discord. I already gave you guys your shout outs. That business is covered. Oh, uh, Jamie's uh, adding to his comment for before. He says, haha, I remember the comment you made last night when I mentioned Nolan in the Discord. I meant to say game-wise, five, six, seven games in that week as far as output. So his original question was, would you add players from teams that have higher games played? Yeah. Of course that would be a factor. If I'm playing head-to-head and I want to compile more stats in a week, I'm definitely going to do that. I'm going to take the guy who has six or seven games over the guy who has five games. Now, this is the big conundrum I brought up in my Fantrax article, which you can read every week. Speaking of business, my weekly... Baseball Confidential. Fantasy Baseball Confidential? Yes, it's called Fantasy Baseball Confidential. I do it every Monday. It comes out. It came out Tuesday because I had all that crap I was talking about before. Life happens, yada, yada, yada. But Ronald Acuna was constantly day-to-day with this groin thing that developed last week, and he missed about four, four games, four or five games before he finally came back. And every night I heard, well, he's coming back tomorrow. He's coming back tomorrow. But he kept missing games. Meanwhile, we had Sam Hilliard on our team, and he had a great weekend at Coors last weekend, if you recall. Coors. So I we stuck Acuna in the lineup because we thought if he misses one, because you got to put a guy in for a Friday. This is an NFBC league where you have to put a player in Friday, and then he plays the whole weekend. So we're like, okay, even if Acuna misses Friday, we'll still get Saturday and Sunday. Well, it turns out he misses the whole weekend, and Sam Hilliard has two straight games of home runs, RBIs, power production, even stolen bases. And we missed out on all that because we took a risk. And this is a classic conundrum. Do you go with the guy who has less games in a week 
but he's more talented. He's a top 10 player. He's somebody who could really make or break your week with one game, possibly. Or do you go with the guy who's, you know, solid, middling, might even be a word you would use, and play him. But you know you're going to get all the games that he's lined up and scheduled to play. This is the conundrum, and I think it's a fascinating one in fantasy. You're always going to run into it. It's never going to go away. And uh, rule of thumb is take the guy who has the more games played, but if the guy is an elite talent, then I'm probably going to go with the guy who has elite talent, even if he only has five games played in a week versus the middling guy who has seven. So that's my two cents on that. But I'm curious to see what other people think about that. I think it's an interesting situation that all of us seem to run into. Uh, Okay, so Jamie, there's your answer to your question. Jamie said, that's what I thought. I figured I'd make a question to help for content. You never know. (laughs) Well, thanks, Jamie. You're always so supportive, Jamie. Thank you so much. Jamie's one of the most supportive guys in the Discord and to the Plaza Podcast. Thank you, brother. You're a good man and thorough. Let's see what J-Hook has to say. What's up, Joe? This is Joe, who knows Phil from the Double Deuce, I believe. Have you mentioned what your take was on Erod preseason so I know whether I can blame you or not for me drafting him on any of my teams? Hey! <laughs> That's a good one. That's a shout-out to Mike the Mouth last night. Apparently, Mike the Mouth made a comment about Eduardo Rodriguez on Twitter, and it became this whole fiasco because he was blaming the analyst who said that he would do well. But I think it was sarcastic, right? It was a funny bit. That's how I took it, because that's what Mike the Mouth does. He's a funny guy. He likes to do bits. But I, uh, I do know that it caused a stink on Twitter. I'm aware of that. Bottom line is, Eduardo Rodriguez is a guy I don't think I drafted at all. And I did try to bid on him in a 12-team OC two Sundays ago. It was between Strowman and Eduardo Rodriguez. And this is a 12-team OC, NFBC.com. And I got Strowman. I paid $92. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> Next bid, the, the runner-up bid, as we like to do on the show, name that runner-up fab bid. The runner-up fab bid for Strowman on my $92 was 7 Woo, I overbid on that one. But on the Eduardo Rodriguez one, I got outbid. I think he went for 76 72 something like that. And I only went as high as 58 And I'm glad I did because, I mean, you can't predict injuries. People get hurt. Max Scherzer got hurt. It happens. This is life, right? But what I do know is that there comes a time and a place where a player starts to develop a routine and a habit of getting injured. And Eduardo Rodriguez seems to have something that happens every year. If you look at the track record, he had myocarditis. You can't blame a guy for myocarditis, right? I don't blame him for that. But it just, you know, it's just a guy I feel like I'd rather avoid. And it's too bad that it happened to him. But yes, I've actually gone on rants, Joe, about... Oh, I listened to fantasy analysts too much, and I allowed them to dictate my decisions. I think it's okay to be aware of your process being flawed, but it's also completely different to blame someone entirely. I'm always responsible for my own decisions, always. I'm culpable. I'm there. I am accountable. I want you guys to know that, always. I, I became accountable on Twitter when I posted the Royce Lewis tweet this week. I said I was dead wrong. Did I not? But... It's okay to realize that maybe you're listening to too many external voices. That's a different thing than just blaming other analysts. Those are separate, okay? And so I'm always aware and cognizant of that. Trust my gut. Trust my process. Trust what I know because I know this game. I mean, right now, you know, if you want laurels, you want accreditation, you want me to give you testimonials of what I can do and how much I know about this game, all right, fine. First place in my main event league right now. Uh, top 50 overall in the entire contest. 
Uh, first place in my OC. And I, again, top 50 in the overall contest. And first place in the tag team league that I do with Eric Cross, which we finished third in last year. We finished, we were in first like most of the year, but we lost it at the very end. So, you know, there's a couple of leagues where things aren't going well. In fact, the correlation on that are those were leagues that I drafted way earlier in the draft season. I only get better and I only learn more the closer I get to opening day. I just draft better by the time we get there because I understand it all. It's kind of just all coalesces into, ah, like an awakening. Oh, I understand now. I see the big picture. You know what I mean? So there you go. Uh, so make sure you check out my Fantasy Baseball Confidential. comes out every week on FantraxHQ.com. FantraxHQ.com, the place to get great analysis from Marty Tallman and uh, Corbin. Corbin's incredible. I think, he, didn't he, he win a Fantasy Writers Association Award this past year, FSWA? We got so many talented writers at FantraxHQ.com. Please check it out. And also, the Fantrax app hasn't been updated. I'll let you get your guys' feedback. Are you guys pissed about that? Uh, do you like the new update on the Fantrax website and the app? Let me know because we're trying to get as much feedback as we can about that and make sure it's what you want it to be. I've heard some people complain, but sometimes people are always going to complain when there's change. So that's a different story to me than just bitching to bitch or complaining with an actual tangible reason of why you're displeased. Again, these are markers that define and separate arguments. Discourse. It's healthy. It's a good thing. Oh, speaking of discourse, I do an AMA. If you want to be part of the Patreon, I do an exclusive AMA Discord discourse every Sunday at 3 p.m. Eastern time, and I'll do more of them during the week. Exclusively available to patrons only on a private secret Discord channel for the elites. That's right, for the patrons. I'm creating class divisions here with patrons and the haves and the have-nots. Isn't that the American way? That is just so classically American. But the AMAs are great. They're basically like a clubhouse or a Twitter spaces. It's just audio where we all meet up on a Discord channel. We, we ask questions about the week that was and what's coming up next, who to pick up, who to drop, who to start, streamers, two-star pitchers, et cetera, et cetera. We do it all there, and that's for as little as three bucks. You can get involved on the Patreon. I think it's going to make a difference in your life. I truly do. I do. I, I think I know what I'm doing sometimes, and it's fun. I like to have a good time. So there's the business for today. Again, there's no Deary if you're just tuning in. Deary's at Pebble Beach right now, probably... Just dropped in an eagle from 200 yards away. Beautiful shot. Oh, you got all that one. Yeah. So let's get into what we like to call leading off. All right. And today's leading off. We always start with the catch of the day. Our first catch of the day. Today's catch of the day. You're probably wondering, who is it, Mike? Who is it? I, I'm dying to know. Well, when we do the catch of the day, there's always several directions we can go in because there's a lot of players out there who are making a difference, for better or for worse. We also want to reveal players that we think are worth discussing. So in this one, I'm going to go with Anthony Santander. Yeah, how about that? So in the series against the Yankees this week, Santander... <laughs> He crushed it. He had his first three home runs at home this season. He's got seven home runs on the year. He hit three of them in this home series with the Yankees, this first part of the week. Um, he's also a righty, and the fence has got moved back to Camden. So you might be saying to yourself, oh, that's no good. 
but he's got three home runs at home and four on the road. So power-wise, it looks like there hasn't been a big drop-off for him. And it was also a walk-off winner he hit last night. We all love walk-off winners. That's so badass. But I I just think Santander is a guy who's he's a guy that you want to play. And today, in particular, this would be more specific just to today, he's got a great, albeit small, very small sample against Jalen Beeks, who's starting for the Tampa Bay Devil Rays tonight. He's three for four with the home run versus Beeks. So if you're looking at your DFS lineups and Santander looks reasonably priced, you might want to throw him in there. Great numbers against Beeks, something you want to know about. Plus, Santander is a guy that I think they want to trade here. They want to get him traded. So the more he produces, the more opportunities he can get to show off for the Orioles and then they can get a deal done by the deadline, the better off. So... I also thought that would be the case with Lutrovino, but Lutrovino's been missing in action. So what the hell do I really know? Uh, I guess it's not much. Uh, okay, so we got several comments here. Oh, Jeff said, oh, Jeff's here. What up, Jeff? Jeff Whiteley. We love Jeff Whiteley here. Jeff, someday, Jeff, someday soon, Josh Lowe will return to the major leagues. I guarantee it. Genius, genius, genius. Great show. Thanks, Jeff. Appreciate your support. Small says, do we foresee Erod and Castillo being more productive rest of season, or are they trade candidates? Okay, first off, uh, Eduardo Rodriguez, not a trade candidate at all. You know, I'm a local here in Detroit area. They just signed him to a five-year deal. He's not going anywhere, even though the tires are trash. Total, total trash. I mean, they're not good. I don't know if you know that, but uh, they're struggling offensively. They don't really have a lot to offer right now. It's kind of sad. Kind of bums me out because I expect so much more from them. But that's the game sometimes. Sometimes they don't go your way. Go Tigers. But they're not going to trade him. doesn't matter how bad the season goes, how bad it gets. They will keep Eduardo Rodriguez where he is. So we just got to grin and bear it. Uh, Luis Castillo, absolutely. He's part of the trade milieu that's going on with uh, Tyler Molly is all their teammate in Cincinnati. There's tons of rumors about the Mets are going to target Molly. Now that Max Scherzer is hurt and will be out for six to eight weeks with a side injury, that's a total bummer. Max Scherzer is old, though. And as somebody who just got into his early 40s, I'm also out of shape. I am not in the health that Max Scherzer is in. But it does seem like these injuries, they, they happen more frequently. It turns out everything all the old people have been saying may have been true after all. We're going to get all in your face and point out your faults. Uh, I got plenty of faults, so feel free to go to town on me. But uh, yeah, Castillo, they'll, they love to trade him, I'm sure. But people want to make sure that Castillo's healthy and he can fire gas and be consistent enough before they put him on their team to make a playoff run. Uh, Jeff says, how's Javi Baez doing? Well, you know, he's you know like a lot of Tigers. He's just kind of farting around, you know, putzing around the clubhouse, just trying to figure out what it all means. I mean, Javi Baez is 29 years old. He'll be 30 after this season. He's got the opt-out in the deal he signed with the Tigers. Uh, his walk rate always sucks. It always will suck. Uh, he could hit for a better average, though. He's got a 259 BABIP right now. Career, career, 332 BABIP. 332 career, guys, okay? So 259 BABIP tells me he's just not getting a lot of breaks right now. Uh, his WC, WRC Plus is in the shitter, which it you know rightfully should be based on what he's doing. And his hard hit rate is down. It's down to 35%. He was at 45 last year, usually in the 40s. He hasn't finished a season with a hard hit rate below 40 since 2017. Not good. That's not good. Uh, but I still like Javi Baez. He's going to go on a tear. He's a guy that gets really streaky too. So, Jeff, he's not playing great, but I'm not abandoning him yet. 
And this is the kind of guy we're talking about with the goldfish memory. This is actually a really good example because there's a lot of people who felt burned by Javi Baez. And they were afraid to go back to the well because the strikeouts are so bad. But you get the steals and the power. You know, if you can get a 25-25 season out of him, that's awesome, right? And that allure is why we got to have a short memory like goldfish, like Ted Lasso says. Is Ted Lasso from the South? Is this a Southern accent? Or is this more a Midwesterner sounding like a, uh, now I sound like a nerd. Okay, I'm a Midwestern nerd. What happened to me? What's going on? Uh, Jared. Hey, what's up, Jared? My man. Love Jared. Jared is the shit. Jared is such a diehard, hardcore Discord Palazzo lover. I love it, man. Love having you in there. Jared says that I'm still holding Royce Lewis. He may be back by next week. Okay. Um, first off, what's your support for that? Have you heard anything? Because I hadn't heard that he would come back by next week just yet. But I know he played his first game at shortstop back with the St. Paul Twins. Home run and a stolen base, a combo meal. Good for him. He's got to come back. I just can't remember a guy who played so well. It was so highly touted and then got sent down. I know Carlos Correa is the number one stunner. What, what, what? But come on. Damn. I'm not, I'm not bailing on Lewis either. I'm not in redraft leagues here. Obviously, we're talking redraft. Dynasty, you would never even consider that. In redraft leagues, I don't care how small it is. Ten teamers, maybe you jump them. But in 12 teamers and bigger, I'm still not giving up on Royce Lewis because the power speed potential and the way he showed that he could get on base right from the start. I mean, that's not easy to do. You, people just don't show up and do that. Mike Trout was shit the first time he came up. You know what I mean? So I find that to be very impressive, and I'm not abandoning Royce Lewis either. All right, we're live on the Plaza Podcast. Two L's and also notice two Z's. Utah, give me two. Uh, I want to shout out my friend Jasper. Jasper, I don't know if you're watching this or you're hearing this at some point right now. Wherever you are, my friend, I appreciate you. You're a good human being, and I got your back at all times. Just want them to know that. Uh, Jeff says, Lewis already played third base in minors. We'll be back soon. Now we're talking. Now we're talking. Is he Was he playing third today? Because he started at shortstop last night. So I just want to double check that. But that makes all the sense of the world. I think Gio Ursula is the guy that should sit, obviously, over... Carlos Correa, or Royce Lewis. But I also think Nick Gordon plays in the outfield. Nick Gordon, is he is he that amazing uh, defensively? Because I just, I feel like I'd rather have Royce Lewis up on the roster than Nick Gordon. But there could be options and Super 2 situations and service manipulation going on here that I, I don't know about off the top of my head that I would have to dig into. So I readily admit that freely. Jamie says, I listen to pods often for content, then decide which direction I end up going because, damn, I want to win. That's right. Of course you want to win. Who doesn't want to win? It'd be pretty strange if you're like, you know, I just like to give my money to my fellow league mates. It's just a fun summer, you know. I get to hang out, talk trash on the message board. You know, I got enough money where I could just blow it like that. It doesn't mean anything to me. <laughs> the fuck? No. <laughs> it's so stupid. Don't ever change, Jamie. Be you. Be who you are. And you want me to change? Fuck you! That's right. That's for Brian K. Rodman, by the way. Shout out to my main man. Jared says the Patreon AMAs are a ton of fun and good info. Good info. Thanks, Jared. Yeah, Jared's always in there. We got Jared and Charlie. Uh, Patrick Ryan popped in there for a second once and then was gone. But if you're a patron, you can be a part of those and would talk as long as you need to talk on Sundays. Jared also said, if I was able to hold Lewis, I wanted to. I had no NA spot to hold, though. Oh, yeah. Well, that's the problem. If you don't have an NA spot, you're not playing Yahoo. He's just taking up a bench spot like... On all the NFBC leagues, or if you play in a Fantrax league that doesn't have minor league components to that league, then, yeah. 
I don't consider it a wasted bench spot though, because bench spots are there for guys that I want to use. Maybe it's a guy that I'm planning to use next week and that's okay. So the fact that people talk, oh, you can't have a player who's not playing or who's not even up in the majors burning a hole in your roster space. Why not? If the player can offer that much, and I've already got six other bench spots I can use, for example, then I'm going to hold the guy for the potential return later on. I'm thinking big picture. I want to win the whole thing. I do. So I've never quite gotten the argument of, you can't have a guy on your bench because if he's not playing, then it's a zero. Well, benches are all zeros because they're on the bench. It's my bench. Leave me alone. Let me do what I want with my bench. All right? Butt out, won't you? Yeah. Listen here, see? <laughs> spin it. Yeah, I'm definitely trying to spin it. <laughs> That's the spin zone. Jeff says, just got a message from Josh Lose. He said, I'll be back. <laughs> wow. Holy shit. Is that breaking news right here, right on the show from Jeff Whiteley? Thank you so much, Jeff. <laughs> what is WRC? Plus, what is WRC Plus? That is a great question. Uh, in summation, WRC Plus is a stat which encompasses run production. Uh, I'm trying. Let me. How can I explain this properly? It's um, it's for, obviously it's for hitting, and it combines like all of the production you would get. Uh, here it is. It's encompassing hitting performance. Weighted runs created plus is what it stands for, and it puts a weighted value on each outcome for a hitter as it relates to run creation. So, and the average being 100. This part I do know. So if a guy has a WRC plus of 100, he's very, that's average. That's league average. Below 100, you know they're below average, and that's not good. Like Javi Baez, his WRC plus, I think is 62 right now? That is way below average, and that is not good. So all you need to know when it comes to WRC plus, if you see a guy who has a 140 WRC plus, weighted runs created plus, that's really good. Like Brian Reynolds, I think he had a 127 or 130 WRC plus for the season last year. Really good. And in fact, for me, WRC plus is much more valuable for the long haul for a full season. I don't like using it for short sample sizes because, again, they're, with short sample sizes, it's just it's not accurate to me of what might be going on because you want to build up a greater sample with WRC plus. Does that make sense? So the best players in the business, like the MVPs, they might have like a 170. I think Jordan Alvarez, his first year he came up, he set a record. It was a special moment because he had like a 170 WRC plus in his rookie season. And that was like, wow, that's like MVP. That's Mike Trout, super duper Hall of Fame studly level performance. So while I cannot explain the actual math of WRC plus to you, I do know how it works and how I use it to identify if a player is struggling or not. That's all I need to know. 100 is average. 150 is really, really good. 50 is really, really bad. So if you know that, know the spectrum of how it works, you could take a quick look at that and be like, wow, that player is not playing that great overall. They're not producing enough. And usually from a fantasy perspective, that's how that goes. Does that make sense? You get that, Jeff? I'll try to do my best there to help you out. Oh, Jeff says, uh, yep. Royce Lewis is at third base today for St. Paul. All right, great news. Woohoo! What is a target number for WRC Plus? Jeff wants to know. A target number? Uh, you mean for like a solid player? Because like I said, 100 is average. So if a guy has a 120 or better, that's good. That's, that's solid. That's not elite, but 
120 is something like, oh, okay, that's rock solid. I'll take that. I think they got like uh, Hunter Dozier, right? Hunter Dozier is playing very well. He's having a great bounce back season. Makes me very happy because I drafted the shit out of him because he had that third base outfield eligibility. I love that. I love those little bonuses where you can slide a guy into corner infield, but he can also play outfield. Versatility, baby. Can't get enough of that versatility. I just can't get enough. I just can't get enough. Right? I love it. So when you got versatility, you're doing good things. And Hunter Dozier's WRC Plus, I think it's like 120. I'm double checking now. Uh, oh, it's a 133. So that's good. That's that's excellent. That's rock solid. A 133 WRC Plus. Ah, that means he gets on base. He walks. He can hit for power. He can score runs. He's doing things that make him a very, very valuable player right now. He's not a a legend in his time, but Hunter Dozier is having a solid season, hitting 280, showing a little bit of pop. That batting average is going to come down a bit, though. I actually mentioned him, I think, in last night's Govier's guys. Govier's guys! That's how I used to say it when I first broke into the biz. Govier's guys! It makes me sound like a, a, <laughs> I don't know, a wrestler or something like that. Jeff says, thanks, Mike. You're the man. No, Jeff, you're the man. We're all the men, and you're all the women. And everybody who's out there listening to Plaza Podcast, two L's, two Z's. Utah, give me two. Of course, you can follow me on Twitter, MJ Govier. G-O-V is in Victor, I-E-R. And if you want to talk about anything, too, forget baseball. You know, serious shit. I know all about that stuff. I know the pain of life. That's why I appreciate life when it's going so well, because when you've had the pain and you've experienced the pain and it's been so brutal... It just makes the good times that much better. It sounds cheesy and lame, but it's really true. It really is. And I'm grateful for that. I've got my shitty days. I've always had my shitty days. I'll still have shitty days in my life, but I do try to make the best of situations. I do. I really try to do that. Instead of complaining about it, I try to stop and say, hey, you know what? This ain't so bad. Things are looking up. I kind of like where I'm at. You know what I mean? The more you know. (laughs) That was my the more you know moment. Isn't that funny? I like to be silly too. Of course, if you're new to the show, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube and follow us on Twitter. Like I said, Plaza Podcast, 2Ls2Zs. You can find us all over the place. I bet you would, Panama Red. Yeah, I would. I really would. Uh, Okay. Any other questions from the live chat? It looks like no. We're clear on that front. I missed my partner, Deer, today. He'll be back next week, though, when he comes back from Pebble Beach. Has anybody ever been to Pebble Beach? Any hardcore golfers in the live chat? Also, this is something I wanted to mention we haven't done enough of, and that is we need to get more comments and likes on the actual YouTube videos. So if you are on YouTube watching this, like the video and leave a comment outside of the video because I can answer those comments in the off hours when we're not on the air. You know, just like any other comment thread in a Discord or Twitter or Facebook, or whatever you prefer to use. Um, I don't use Instagram much at all. I'm not sure why that is. Maybe I have a low opinion of my physical self right now, so I don't want to use Instagram, which is completely based around the physical form and, like, seeing things. It's a visual medium, is it not? So I'm not sure. But, hey, what do I know? I'm just some guy. Uh, Small says, I picked up Franimal, Franimal on the wire in hopes he'll meet expectations. Good pickup? Yeah, absolutely. Why not? I mean, Franimal, it's been bad, right? Real bad. But no matter how bad it is, he's going to get better. It just It's just a law of averages. It's just how it works out. Right now, he's got three home runs. He's betting 200. He's got a triple slash, 203, 264, 288. 
He's slugging 288. <laughs> Damn! That is so bad. That is so bad. It can't get any worse than this. It just can't. And we're talking about WRC+. Franimals is 64. So pop quiz, Palazzo Pals. If Franimal Reyes has a WRC plus of 64, does that mean he's a good player, an average player, a below average player? Answer in the live chat, please. 64 for WRC plus for Franimal is not good at all. Uh, Jamie says, no, I play golf on the PS4. Oh, yeah, sure. I've played video game golf. We used to play the shit out of Tiger Woods golf. And even before that, in the earlier days, Mario Golf for the N64. Man, that was fun. You could collect all the rings and you got to unlock all the characters. I used to love that, man. That was a lot of fun. Love that. And then Jamie says, you should Instagram. I have two accounts, one for personal and the other is for my hobby only. LOL. <laughs> Jamie, you're a real character. You know that? Oh, Josh, Naylor is activated off the COVID IL. All right, thanks, Joe. There's a live update. This chat does so many good things. Josh Naylor was back and he'll be ready to go. Last time we saw Josh Naylor, he was going ape shit in the lock in the dugout after he gave the Guardians a lead against the White Sox when he had two home runs after the eighth inning that were three run bombs or bigger. I mean, that's awesome. A grand slam and a three run homer, eighth inning or later. That had never been done in baseball history. Pretty damn cool. Good for you, Josh Naylor. I hope you can do it again. Uh, Jeff says, bad. You're right, Jeff. Is absolutely correct. We got a winner. Ding, 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 ding. That is absolutely correct. Franimal's WRC plus of 64 is bad. Jeff, you're catching on quick, my man. Well done. Well done. That's cool that we could teach because I don't know everything. I mean, I know how analytics work, and I could get into it nerdy if we have to. But, you know, at the same time, so many podcasts already cover some of that stuff so well. What we do here is give you the information, but we try to make sure it's entertaining. I don't want you to sit there and be like, and yeah, I, you know, I really like uh, I like Franimal. You know, that WRC plus, you know, if you take a half negative, divide that by, uh, you know, his uh, swing strike rate and the third percentage of his uh, overall uh, chase rate, you know, I think uh, I think there's something good coming here. Uh, you know, we could predict the future with numbers, and uh, it looks promising. It really does. You know, what do you, what do you think? What's, yeah, you got any thoughts on this? <laughs> I mean, come on! I don't want to do it like that. I'm also not trying to be some. Hey, look at me! I'm the guy. I don't try to be that way either. I just have energy. When you get in front of a microphone, your job is to entertain. This is just a standard, standard thing that you do, okay? If you're going to put yourself out there, you're going to set it up. I'm going to have the green screen, and I got the microphone, I got the lights and all this stuff, and I got the board. You got to do it right. So it's no offense, by the way, what I just did. There's no offense to any podcast or anybody else in the biz. I'm just having some fun. Can I have some fun? Can we just have some innocent fun without anybody feeling bad? Small says, what was his WRC Plus last season? Are we talking about Franimal? Uh, Franimal's last year was 125. That's that's a rock solid. That's a solid player. That's solid. That's above league average. And again, league average is 100. So at 125 last season, that's a solid season. You'll take that. In fact, his career WRC plus is 115, which is, that's solid. I'll take that. I mean, it's not an all-star level, but that's, that's doable. That's very doable. It's the kind of guy you want on your squad. So it shows you that he's got to get, he's going to be much better. In fact, I would pick up Fran... Mil Reyes everywhere. Now that we're talking about it out loud, pick him up everywhere. He's not this bad. He's only going to get better. He'll he'll figure it out. 
And this ball is still hell. We know the ball is so dead. But I'm actually looking at some of the stats over the last couple of weeks because, again, I try to pour over the box scores every single night for Govier's guys on the Patreon and make sure I'm up to date on everything so I can do shows like these. And I do. it does feel like the offense is picking up a bit. Of course, historically, offense picks up all the time when the summer rolls around. That's just how nature works. That's how baseball works. So there's that, too. But you never know when baseball is going to sneak in a ball there. Gonna, let me just sneak a ball in there. Let's, let's sneak in something just without you guys knowing it. Yeah, shocking but true. I mean, you can't trust Rob Manfred. You can't trust anybody in that organization. Joe says, well, guess I'm done making podcasts. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, Joe. Joe, I've had no offense. I have never even heard your podcast. I'd love to check it out. If you guys, seriously, if anybody has a podcast out there that they want me to critique, I mean, Jamie did this. Jamie shared me his pod a while back that he had done some episodes with a guy that abandoned him apparently. And I'm happy to give positive, honest, constructive feedback. Truly. I did that for uh, a new guy I met. Uh, in fact, I want to pump him up. Uh, Joe. Joe is a guy who is a Canadian. So I'm already, you know, Canadians. I have a Canadian girlfriend. I love you guys. Shout out to all Canadians. But uh, he's got his own podcast going. And I hadn't really heard of him until I ran into him on Twitter. Yes, Twitter can be a positive, useful place for people. It's very exciting. It does happen, believe me. So I was excited to meet him, and I was like, hey, let's get you in the Discord, and let's uh, get you exposed to other people so they can know who you are, et cetera, et cetera. I, I just thought it was very cool. And that's why Twitter can be awesome. It could be so useful. People don't see that. Some people don't see it at all. I see it because I try to make my own experience what I want it to be. Uh, his name is Joe Orico, by the Joe Joe Orico, O-R-R-I-C-O. Follow Joe on Twitter at Joe, O-R-R-I-C-O 99. Joe, J-O-E, O-R-R-I-C-O 99. Joe Oracle. He does the uh, MLB Today podcast. Okay, and I want you to check it out because this is what it's all about. I want to pump other people up. Other people help me out along the way, and I'd be a real jackass if I didn't help other people do that. So make sure you follow Joe. He's a really good guy. Joe, I'm going to get it wrong again. <laughs> Joe Orico, Joe Orico, O-R-R-I-C-O, O-R-R-I-C-O. Joe, great to know you. Great to have you aboard. Uh, he's in the Discord, too, hanging out, so you can ask him questions. If you want another, you know, mind to throw things off, to bounce them off of, that's what you should do. Small says, well, here's hoping he turns it around. I'm telling you, Franimal's going to turn it around. It's just it's the law of averages. He's not this bad. He's not a 288 slugger. It's absurd. And I know players could have terrible seasons that continue to drag on, like Cody Bellinger. Uh, some people might bring up the example of Jose Ramirez a few years back when he had that terrible first half. It happens. But they figure it out. Cody Bellinger, I don't know if he's figured it out. He also was injured. He also might just have a really bad swing that he altered forever and can never get back to. Who knows for sure? Jamie says, yes, I gave Joe's pod a listen the other day. Has some great content for a one-man show. There you go. Well done. That's people helping people. I always applaud that. Thank you, Jamie. Well done, my friend. Well done. Hey, 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 hey. 
love love return of the Mac. i'm not making fun of that i'm just having fun because i love don't worry mark morrison i love you uh return of the mac so who's on the mend who's coming back who can we look forward to well this is a small one mike minor mike minor anybody any takers mike minor <laughs> mike minor uh he's having his third rehab start with AAA Louisville today. By the way, does anyone know the nickname or the team name of the Louisville AAA affiliate of the Cincinnati Reds? Without looking it up, without guessing, what is the team name of the Louisville Blanks? Do you know what it is? Because I know what it is. But uh, Mike Miner is going to make this start, and he's supposed to go 80 to 85 pitches, and then uh, we're off and running. So is he a guy... This is another, this is again, he falls under this goldfish situation because Mike Miner's burned a lot of people. There was a time when we also looked back fondly upon Mike Miner. But it seems like his best days are over. However, if he's fully healthy and he can apply the experience of his veteran status and the Reds want him to look good, again, another guy they'd like to trade. They want to trade all these guys. They might, you know, Molly, Castillo, Miner, they've got to go. Oh, we got an answer. Joe's got it. The bats. That is correct. Way to go, Joe. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Absolutely correct. The Louisville bats are the Cincinnati Reds AAA affiliate. You know why they're called the bats, right? Louisville. Louisville Slugger. Get it? Ha <laughs> ha. It's not the flying bats. This is my bat. That's what it sounds like when I fly my wings. No, it's because of the Louisville Slugger, which I've actually been to that place. Uh, my brother, way back in the day, my youngest brother was stationed at Fort Knox in Kentucky. And I was living in Cincinnati at the time. I actually lived in Cincinnati for a year. A little fun fact about me, you may not have known. That was back in 04 and 05. Man, those were fun times. I used to work at TGA Fridays. And I worked at the Channel 5 WLWT Cincinnati affiliate. And we went out to uh, Louisville and we saw the Louisville Slugger factory and that was fun. That was cool. I wanted to buy a bunch of bats. Of course we didn't because it's expensive, but it was cool that I got to see it. Louisville Slugger, man. That's, that's iconic. That's classic. That's a, that makes me feel good inside when I think about Louisville Slugger. I bet you would Panama Red. Yeah, I would. Okay. And I'm not Panama Red. So uh, return of the Mac, Mike Miner. Is that somebody that you're interested in? Uh, can I talk you into Mike Miner? What would you say to Mike Miner being a guy that you could pick up on 15 team leagues? Would you do that? Would you pick him up now? Because he's going to come back probably by next week and make his season debut. He's 34 years old. Uh, last year, would you be surprised to find out he pitched almost 160 innings? So he ate a lot of innings, and he generally can do that. Unfortunately, uh, a 5 ERA goes with those innings. Mm, but... The FIP was 429. So that's interesting. He really, he could not get guys out with runners stranded on base. Wait, his left on base percentage was 66 last year. Uh, normally it's 73 for his career. So that shows me, you know, the BABIP was a little around his career average anyways, 290. Uh, and with the ball the way it is this year, it seems like Mike Miner could be a useful play in 15, 14 team leagues or deeper. Just a thought, somebody that you can target, take a flyer on, and if he plays well, it should really cost you next to nothing, and you can get ahead of it now. Uh, Jamie says, I should ask on Tuesday's show, would Jax maybe seeing any playing time soon with Paddock being done for the season? Um, well, I would think that uh, Winder would be the guy, Josh Winder. I would love to see 
Griffin Jacks get some more opportunity. But if I take a look at the depth chart, Joe Ryan, Chris Archer, Dylan Bundy, Sonny Gray, and right now Devin Smeltzer is actually starting this weekend. He is one of the starters. So if they like Smeltzer, who I don't like, kind of surprised that Smeltzer's in the mix now. But it's also they don't have a left-handed starter. That's a big problem for the Twins. I mean, all Joe Ryan, Chris Archer, Dylan Bunny, Sonny Gray, all right-handers. And Josh Winder's a right-hander. And Griffin Jacks is a right-hander. So I, I think I see Griffin Jacks staying more in the bullpen situation because it seems like Josh Winder would get a taste first of the rotation before Griffin Jacks does. And I think that's how they like it. But I've been wrong before, so what the hell do I know? I don't know. I know some things, but I don't know everything. That's my two cents. I'm really glad, though, I didn't overspend on Winder because two weeks to three weeks ago, there was a mad dash to pick him up. I think it was two fab runs ago. Somebody in my main event spent $176, I think, on him. And I'm really glad I didn't do that. And I'm really glad I didn't spend $300 on George Kirby because it's not worth it. You know, as my, I always say I'd rather have hitters than pitchers. First and foremost, we need pitching to win, too. I get that. But I think it's more valuable to spend more money on a hitter who can impact your lineup every day as opposed to a pitcher who can maybe start twice a week. But they can also give you killer ratios, then those two starts are very scarce and valuable. So I understand the argument there. I just don't want to spend $300 on pitchers, especially younger pitchers, because you never know what the hell they're going to do. We have a history of younger pitchers like struggling to get their feet wet and try to figure it out. It's all part of the experience. And do you really have time for that if you're trying to win a title in your redraft leagues? No, I don't think you do. Wow, dude. Yeah, wow. Joe says, sounds like you need to speculate on a left-hander the Twins will trade for. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's fun. You want to speculate on a left-hander the Twins could acquire? Well, I don't think they want to spend much. Uh, who's really bad? We talked about the Reds. All those pit- Mike Miner is a left-hander. How about that? Mike Miner actually fits that profile. I could see, th- I could see the Twins if they like what they see from Miner picking him up for next to nothing because he's got that ten million dollar a year salary. I believe that's because he signed that deal a couple years ago. It's like a two-year, twenty million dollar deal or a three-year, thirty million dollar deal. Again, this off the top of my head, but I believe I'm onto something. But yeah, maybe Mike Miner fits in there. He's a lefty, right? Was that destiny? Was it meant to be? I don't know. All I do know is, yeah, they need another lefty starter. And if you look in the minor leagues, they got some guys I like, but from what I gather, talking to everybody else, these guys just aren't ready yet. And <laughs> Jordan Balazovich is a right-hander. Um, I think uh, Simeon Woods Richardson is a right-hander. He's not going to come up right now anyways either. So there's not a lot of left-handed prospects from a starting pitch perspective for the Twins, based on what I know. Um, that, but then again, that's why you should ask people like Phil Goyette, Phil of Sports on Twitter, P-H-I-L, Phil of Sports, or Ben, Big Gentle Ben on Twitter, or Christian Crespo. Follow Christian. He's an amazing follow. He's got his own channel in our Discord. He's going to be doing actual coaching in the Appalachian League this summer. And we created a channel for him in the Palazzo Discord so that he can share his experience along the way. I think they start next month. It's really exciting. This is like youngsters and young players that get opportunities in the Appalachian League. He's going to be coaching with the Bluefield Ridge Runners. So cool. Christian Crespo, a guy you should know all about. And you can find that out on Twitter by going to the top of the Twitter feed, 2Ls, 2Zs, Palazzo Podcast, Utah, and 
Give me two. The Patreon and the Discord links are at the top. You get into the Discord for free, and there you go. Free access. Joe says, maybe Cole Irvin, if he comes back and pitches well? Okay. All right. I like where your uh, head is at. Okay. No, it's nothing to be shocked about. Cole Irvin, uh, yeah, the velocity was up before he got injured again. People were like, oh, I like what I see. Cole Irvin making moves. He's in his prime. And I think he's contract-wise, yeah, he's not. He's going to be around for a little bit still. Even though he's 28, uh, he's been around for a bit, kind of scuffling. And if he's healthy, Twins could take a flyer on him. I still think what Cole Irvin does is a lot of smoke and mirrors. I mean, you look at his ERAs versus his FIPS, and, uh, you know, the big, the big season last year, I mean, he got to pitch 32 games that he started last year, 170-plus innings, very nice. 424 ERA, 430 FIP, 482 XFIP. Expected ERA was around five. Um, but, you know, expected stats aren't anything, aren't everything to me. Also, if you love expected stats, uh, we got Crosby Spencer. He's got his own channel. Again, another amazing Discord channel where he gives you updated, personally created X stats. And he knows this stuff inside and out. And he can give you leads on players who are going to give you an advantage in standings. And standings gained points. SGP. If you don't know what that is, Google it. It's a way for you to set the tone of where you need to be. This is for Roto usually. Okay, I need to have this much points across the board so I can score this many points in each category to win. And Crosby does that as well as anybody. He's really, really good at that. So make sure you go on that Discord because his channel's sweet too. We got so much to offer. It's incredible. I don't know how we do it, but you know, we just like to connect with people and we like to show, hey, there's great people out there doing quality work who need to get more exposure. Maybe they don't have a connection to like the big wigs and all that stuff, but... Victory Lap Certified! That's not a victory lap. I, I just... I'm just trying to be nice. I want to let, let everybody know how awesome it is. Everyone deserves to know how great Crosby Spencer is, Phil Goyette is, Benjamin Chase is, Christian Crespo is, Christopher Deary, everybody. There's so many people that people need to know about how awesome they are, and I'm telling everyone. Everyone! Yes, I am. Uh, okay, uh, a couple more minutes. We're going to wrap up the show here because life goes on. Um, I wanted to show you guys how the, the uh, Palazzo Podcast Invitational is going because can't lie about who we are. Can't lie. Standings don't lie. Ball don't lie. Standings don't lie. And right now, the Palazzo Podcast Invitational has been a big disappointment for me. I'm in 13th place right now, and it makes me sad because you know, I thought I could provide more, a little something more than that. But maybe uh, I'm just, I'm not cut out for DCs. You know, it is a 50-round draft and hold, do or die. There's no fab. There's no picking up players. You have your 50 players, and then you set your lineups all season. What you have is what you have. That's it. No more, no less. You don't get any more than that. And it's not like anybody has an inherent advantage because in season, they don't get to make, they're all stuck with the same players that they're stuck with, just like you're stuck with the players you have. So I can't complain about that, right? And I'm not going to. And I love doing the Plausible Podcast Invitational because it's a chance for all of us to connect and play fantasy baseball together. And there's an overall component, which is a lot of fun. So, oh, can you guys see this? Are we in there? Have I added it? Add to the stream. Whoa, where are we, dude? Whoa, whoa. <laughs> Isn't that weird? So, in my league, Brock Miller, Brock this monster, killing it. Shout out for Brock. God, he's so good. Make sure you follow Brock on Twitter. He's a great follow. He works at FTN Fantasy. 
Um, a lot of quality content going on there. And he's a good player. He's number one in my league. I am in 13th place. You see me way down here. My hitting is at 22 points. My pitching is solid, though, 42 and a half points. So clearly my hitting is killing me. And how bad is that hitting killing me? Well, dead last and run scored. That's not good. Uh, third to last in home runs with 46. I've got 12 wins. That's also second to last in the win category for pitching. First in saves, though. Last year, I had no closers, and I overcompensated to make sure I could have all the saves in the world. 34 saves leads the pack by 12. The next closest team is 12 behind me in saves. Good job, Mike. Uh, RBIs, I'm in 11th with a 188. Stolen bases, middle of the pack with 22. The league leader has 38 steals. And my ERA is at 341. That's middle of the pack. The leader, by the way, has a 212, a 212 ERA. Nobody's going to catch that. A 212 ERA. Good God, man. I got to see this team. Let's see who he's got. Max Scherzer, Kevin Gausman, Justin Verlander, Patrick Sandoval, Tony Gonsolin, Yusei Kikuchi. Woo! That's a pretty damn good staff, I will say. And then on the bench, uh, he's got a bunch of relievers. Antonio Sensatella. He's even got Albert Alzale. Speaking of return of the Mac, Albert Alzale, he's supposed to come back in June, and he's got a nasty, nasty slider. I really like that pitch a lot. Uh, keep an eye on Adbert because I love what he can offer, and the Cubs need him in the rotation. So I would actually be thinking about picking up Adbert now. I really would. Don't get burned by the fact, again, goldfish, got to have a short memory. Who cares about the side injury? You want to just ignore that now because what he can provide you for rest of season is going to be very valuable. So make sure you get Adbert Alzale. He's the man. Anyways, uh, those are the standings, the overall standings here for the Plaza Podcast Invitational. Rock leads the pack. He's got 623 overall points. Second place is Luke Plansky with 599. Third place, Sean Blott, 574. Greg Jewett of Reliever Recon. Shout out to Greg. Make sure you are subscribed to the Patreon known as Reliever Recon. It will make a difference in your life. I guarantee it in a very positive way. It will. And then my buddy John Fish rounds out the top five with 563 points. Uh, let's see here. Deary. How's Deary doing? My partner who's on vacation. Deary's a 32nd place. Middle of the pack right here, 32nd for Deary. That's good. And I'll be way down here, 57th. Although, that's actually better than I was. <laughs> I've actually moved up in the standings a bit. I guess our league is really, really tough because I'm 13th out of 15th in our league, but I'm 57th out of 75 overall. So kudos to our league. Seems to be There's five leagues. There's five Palazzo Podcast Invitational Leagues, which makes up the overall of 75 players. Right now, unfortunately, the person in last place, his name is Matthew Martin. Matthew, I'm sorry. You don't deserve that. You know, it's not cool. I've been in last place before. It's just how it goes. Sometimes you don't catch the breaks. And if you have a ton of injuries, uh, remember Richard Sands, by the way, he wrote an article recently. Shout out to Richard, who I love. Richard's the man. He wrote an article about how he went from first to worst in the Plausible Podcast Invitational. But he's actually in 72nd place now. He's on the move. Look at that. Oh, bye. <laughs> It's exciting, Richard. I think he, I wouldn't give up, but he's got a ton of injuries. If you have a ton of injuries in a draft and hold, there's not a lot you can do. It kind of keeps you stuck where you are. Uh, all right, so let me show you uh, Glarf, also known as Earth. Glarf is within Earth, so let's fire out the Earth overall standings. Remember, this is a huge, huge attorney with, like, everybody. 
Everybody's in this. Any analyst you probably know of or heard of is in Earth. There's 140 participants. Let me check. Let me go all the way to the bottom here. 150. Doug Roth, unfortunately, still down there. Sorry, Doug. I still love you. You're the man. Doug's part of Glarf. Remember, Glarf is the Great Lakes area Roto Fantasy League. But then there's all these other ones like Tarf, the Texas area one. Nerf, the Northeast. Uh, Barf, the Bay Area. Uh, Surf, the California, I think. Uh, Slarf is a St. Louis area Roto Fantasy League. So there's 10 different leagues. It's pretty cool. And I know I'm scrolling crazy fast. And those of you that are listening, sorry, you can't see this in real time. So I'm tr- trying to describe it to you best I can. But some of the names in here, uh, Dave Swan, Mick Chalella, uh, Kevin Hastings from the On The Wire pod, uh, Justin Mason and 134th overall. We know Justin. Justin, still love you. Shout out to Justin. Christian Crespo, we just talked about. He's in Wharf, and he is in 132nd. Uh, Howard Bender. You heard of Howard Bender? He's in 128th. He's in Barf. Mm-hmm. Who else would you guys know of? Oh, Marty Talman, my guy, my, my local distributor. Uh, he's in 120th. He's part of Glarf. Ooh, let's see. Oh, Toby, also known as Batflip Crazy right here. 105 overall. He's in Barf, the Bay Area. Roto Fantasy League. Zach Braff above him, my guy Zach. Uh, Steve Paolo, another guy who's in Barf. I love Steve Paolo. I'm so glad he's in Barf now because I don't think he was in that before. He's well-deserving of that honor. He's in 102nd. Mike Carter, Mr. Doctor from Glarf is in 101. Knows everything there is to know about relief pitching. Mr. Doctor, Mike Carter rules. Uh, Matt Williams, 99th. He's a part of Turf. Um, ooh, look at that. Eric Cross, my tag team partner. He's in 95th. He's part of Nerf, the Northeast area. Northeast Roto Fantasy. Is that what they call it? I don't know why there's no, like, area. Because everybody else has an A in theirs. But whatever. Uh, some other guy. Jake Kaluska's in 93rd. He's from the Rotosaurus and the High Stakes Heat Pod. Maddie Davis, Maddie Woods in 81st from FTN Fantasy. Uh, boy. Ben Palmer's in 73rd. Ben Palmer is a great writer. Writes a picture list. He's been on ESPN recently, by the way. Congratulations, Ben. That's very cool. You should be following every person I'm mentioning right now. Uh, my man, Woody. Woodman. Sean Gavin right there. 68th overall. Way to go, Woody. I haven't heard from Woody on the podcast here lately, but he did message me the other night. Woody, great to hear from you. I hope you're doing okay. Uh, Brock Miller, who was leading the Plausible Podcast Invitational overall, is 59th overall in Earth. That's pretty solid. Uh, Nate Markham's at 57th. I love Nate. He's my guy. Yeah, so, yeah, you get the you know, Dalton Del Don's at 46th overall. Dalton Del Don works at Yahoo. should know who he is. Zach Waxman's at 41st of the Draft Champions. Draft Champagne on Twitter, a legend in his own time. And, yeah, so, man, we got a lot. Of, Lauren Auerbach's in 25th place. Nice job, Lauren. Shit, that's good. She's in DARF, D-A-R-F. That must be the D.C. area? Because I think she lives over in that area, I think. Christopher Deary from Glarf, 24th overall. Nice job, Deary. Way to represent Glarf, my man. Eno Saris, you definitely know Eno Saris is. He's in 21st overall from Barf. David Mendelson from Triple Play Fantasy Network. He's in 19th. My man, Mendy. George Montanez, he's in Scarf. That's Southern California, I think. Southern California Area Fantasy League. He's in 17th place. Ryan Venancio. Shout out to him. Love Ryan. He's in 16th place. So look at this. I mean, we got heavy hitters. And Spencer Crosby, who I just mentioned, who's the X-Stats expert in the Discord, Plaza Podcast Discord, he is in ninth. 
He slipped a bit. He was leading the pack, but he's still first overall because he's part of the Texas area fantasy league. I know he lives in Texas for sure. So that brings me number seventh overall right now. I was in first for a while, but I've slipped a little bit. Still seventh overall at a 150. Pretty damn good. Ray Butler. If you don't know who Ray Butler is, you really should. Ray's the man. And he's in first place. He's holding it down by a nice nice margin at this time. Remember, this earth has fab, so there's weekly fab runs. It's a 5x5 five five roto, 30 team rosters, 7 bench spots, 23 active starters. Um, and there you go. So I wanted to share that with you guys. I hope that was useful and entertaining and interesting to you. Uh, all right. And I think that pretty much does it. There's so many more things I could talk about, but I got to go. Life happens. Um I hope I covered the goal. Look, <laughs> oh, Brady Singer. That's what I want to mention. So Brady Singer comes up as an incredible start on Tuesday as part of a doubleheader. Probably the best start of his career. Nine Ks. The changeup was being used a lot more. And that is the key to everything for Brady Singer to unlock his potential and his usefulness. That changeup is everything. He's already got the fastball. He's already got the breaker. He needs that changeup keep hitters off balance, and then he might be unstoppable, truly. But I talk to people who say that changeup is crap, and uh, he's never going to be able to do it or use it right. So I don't know. I, I really, uh, I'm, I'm concerned because other people I trust don't love him, but I love him, so I got to stick with me, remember? Trust me. Trust yourself. Jamie says, I'll be honest with you. I'm in the Discord more than fantasy baseball groups. <laughs> Facebook. Oh, Facebook fantasy baseball groups? Yeah, I'm never... Facebook fantasy baseball groups? I uh, I don't know. I don't really I don't use Facebook anymore. I mean, we're on there. In fact, this is being recorded and published live on Facebook, but I never hear ever. All these comments come from YouTube in the live chat. I've never seen a Facebook comment in real time on these live streams come from Facebook. It just doesn't happen. So, But Brady Singer is the real deal, okay? I'm believing in it. I don't want you to blow your wad on it in fab. I don't think I... With the uncertainty with the Royals, see, the problem here is the Royals have screwed up their pitching so bad, and they've developed it so poorly. Uh, talking about this earlier in the week in a private DM that I'm in with a bunch of guys who know their stuff, um, everybody's like, you can't trust these Royals to develop pitching. They have no track record of proving it recently. And, you know, those guys were right. It's true. But Brady's bull, Brady is a bulldog. He's a bulldog on that mound. Brady Singer is a tenacious competitor. I've read about him. I've learned a little bit about him as much as I can without actually knowing him. By the way, you have an open invite to come on this show, Brady. We would love to have you on as a guest. You would be fantastic. But I'm, I'm buying it. I might spend as much as 110 bucks on Brady Singer this week. Maybe I already picked him up last week, though, and got him really cheap before his number skyrocketed. But he should absolutely be back this weekend to pitch, and he should stay. He got sent down because the doubleheader allotment of 27 players goes back down to 26. You get one extra for a day because it's a doubleheader. That's why he got sent back down. It's not because he wasn't good. He was amazing. So they saw that, and they know that. There's no way you can't reward a guy <laughs> and leave him down there. So I'm not even sweating that at all. Don't sweat it. Brady Singer, you got to have a short memory with. He had some shoulder injuries last year. He burned me last year. But that's why I've got the goldfish memory with him now. I'm not going to let... What happened last year ruined the opportunity that is presented before me now. You see what I'm saying? Eh? <laughs> so that's the story today. It's another edition of the Palazzo Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. 
So many people to thank. We couldn't thank them all, but we are grateful for all of you. Uh, Joe, Joey G, Joey Gentile, uh, we went live here today, so I, I guess I should have told you. Shit. He asked me, he texted me the other day, like, hey, when are you guys going live? I didn't tell him. So hopefully you're catching this in the replay, which you guys can all do. You can watch this anytime you want. All the episodes are available, including a bunch of other fun songs and my silly parody songs. We have a whole playlist of that. We got so much that you can have for free. It's all free right there. And get involved in the Discord if you want to learn from other people like these people in the live chat today. They're engaging. They will help you. It's not just me. Like, the Discord runs autonomously, basically. It's an, it's an autonomous free-for-all where everybody participates, and they do as they please to help you. They'll ask, answer your questions. Even if you didn't ask them, they'll answer your questions for you. That's the kind of people we got in there. It's so cool. It's, it's everything I'd want it to be and more. I'm very grateful for it. It shows that you can make positive, useful communities without things getting nasty or being, uh, I don't know, shitty to people in any way. We have some jokes. We have some laughs. We have certain channels for that, though. So we have so many channels in the Discord that everybody can find a channel of their own. We've even got a Survivor channel for the TV show. I don't know why. Because it used to be a running gag. What was better, Master and Commander or Survivor the TV show? That was an old traditional gag of the show that we haven't done as much. But we always close the show with the Russell Clowe. Russell Clowe? Russell Clowe. Chloe. Russell Chloe. Russell Crow. Russell Crow. <laughs> Funny if that was his name. Like Brandon Lau. So Russell Crow always closes out the show with a clip from Master and Commander. Follow us on Twitter, Palazzo Podcast, two L's. Utah, give me two. Two Z's. It's really that simple. Deary, I hope you're having a great weekend at Pebble Beach. We'll see you back here when you come back next week. Until then, this is Michael Govier saying, if you can't be good, be bad. <laughs> right, lads. Now, I know there's not a faint heart among you. And I know you're as anxious as I am to get into close action. But we must bring him right up beside us before we spring this trap. That will test our nerve. And discipline will count just as much as courage. The Acheron is a tough nut to crack. More than twice our guns, more than twice our numbers. And they will sell their lives dearly. They mean to take us as a prize. <laughs> And we are worth more to them undamaged. Their greed will be their downfall. England is under threat of invasion. And though we be on the far side of the world, this ship is our home. This ship is England. So it's every hand to his rope or gun, quicks the word and sharps the action. After all, Surprises on our side. <laughs> Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options. In stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.